RNZ National, Friday afternoon means time for Critter of the Week, and I'm joined by newly minted Forest and Birds CEO Nicola Tookie. Hello there. I, I thought you were going to say newly minted Bird of the Century spokeswoman. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you any more about Bird of the Century. You've been everywhere. Um, although I am quite, um, quite interested in this press release that came through that you'd raise something like $600,000 for Forest and Bird, which I, I hadn't even really clocked it. That was a fundraiser for you guys, the Bird of the Century as well, because you don't make people, you don't charge people money to vote. No, we don't. Uh, and and what, I <laughs> just say 600,000 and counting. Yeah. So, you know, feel free to, to join the um, the the love train um, of of money making its way to us to give nature a voice. No, it's really, so the Bird of the, bird of the Year this year, Bird of the Century, is a... Um, you know, it, it's it, it's a campaign we do because we know New Zealanders love it and it's a great way of, you know, in, edutainment, yeah. if you like. Um, but we, you know, we one of the things I love about Forest and Bird is we were set up 100 years ago by our founder to, he was very clear that we should be independent so we don't take um, government funding for our core work. And, and what I love about that is our funding comes from people like you and me, hardworking New Zealanders who think, I'll do my bit. I'll chip in a bit to Forest Bird. So, um, so many people, both here in New Zealand and certainly overseas, in the 195 countries that participated, you see, <laughs> um, uh, when they voted on their bird, hit the, yeah, I'll throw 10 bucks at oh, that. Oh, man. Yeah. That's so I cool. Love that. so, I was so yeah. grateful and overwhelmed and blown away and also a wee bit tired. Um. So first order of business, getting the chief executive of a Lamborghini. <laughs> I don't think so. No, we, well, my team have already managed to come up with, you know, all of the things that we're going to do in oh, terms of cool. uh, looking after the birds and, and all the wildlife and the nematodes out there. <laughs> yeah, good. It's usually me who, um, who changes the topic back to credit of the week, but thank you for doing that because... <laughs> This week's critter, and congratulations on that money, by the way. I'm sure it'll be well spent. Um, Thank you. This critter is called the giant nematode. Uh, how many people listening, what percentage of people listening do you think have even heard that word nematode before? Because I certainly haven't. Haven't you? No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I suspect given the listenership of Critter <laughs> of the Week, uh, a higher proportion than perhaps in some other slot. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh I love me a nematode, um, and uh, turns out nematodes are omnipresent. And um, I would just, I guess, I would do a little bit of a disclaimer here that you know it's three thirty, so yeah, most of you will be will be somewhere between lunch and dinner. Um, <laughs> yes. I suggest you put your snack down for the last for the next fifteen minutes or so. <laughs> if you are somewhat on the squeamish front, uh, my health and safety advice to you is uh, put your semi down just for a little while while we get through the giant nematode. Would you agree with that, Jesse? Having had a little uh, scout ahead on these notes, I'm going to say, yes, sit down. <laughs> Maybe a glass of water would be useful, but but possibly no solids. No solids. Uh, so let's give it a whirl. A nematode, just by the by, is a type of worm. 
Uh, and interestingly for you, uh, nematodes are the most abundant multicellular organisms on Earth. Huh. Uh, and uh, what I and and so interesting, isn't it? Because you said, oh, I don't really, I don't know if I've heard of a nematode, mm. and they're everywhere, right? Uh, they're also called hookworms, roundworms, threadworms. Uh, if you've you've got lots of children, surely your children have had worms. The, the Mulligan children do not get worms. <laughs> not in Greyland. No. <laughs> Uh, look, on behalf of my children, I'll offer a no comment to that question, uh, Nicola. But yes, I'm familiar with worms and children. Okay, well, we get worms all the time, courtesy <laughs> of Hunter. And uh, that's because we live in the country and have lots of animals and they're just everywhere. So uh, we we are uh, very vigilant about a regular worming regime in our family, <laughs> just by the way. Um, you all eat a smart bomb from time to time. <laughs> that's right. So uh, actually, my, and my mum, she was very strict about worming us as kids. And I remember talking to other kids about it in class and then being like, ooh, but <laughs> I think it's a good thing. Anyway, and and worming tablets, you can get some that t- taste like chocolate. It's fun. You'll enjoy them. You'll enjoy them more than having worms. But we're not talking about <laughs> red worms today. We are, but they are a nematode, just by the by. We're talking about the giant nematode. And I, I look, I honestly, if a human had a giant nematode, you've got more problems uh, <laughs> than, than you can imagine. So um, just back to my favorite fact about nematodes, though. Uh, so I, I said they were the most abundant multicellular organism on Earth. Because of nematodes, the average number of legs for an animal is 0.01. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. (laughs) We might have done this around the wrong way, but but so if 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 you were to ask me what is the average number of legs of an animal, and this has been asked before on the TV show QI, right? Yeah. So true facts. Yeah. And so I'm thinking. Oh, worms have none, but centipedes have a hundred, and horses have four. Yeah. I'm going to probably going to be somewhere like two, but in fact, yeah. the, the answer is uh, the answer for the average number of legs for an animal is point zero one. Incredible. Um, and that's because of nematodes, because there are a thousand times more nematodes than insects <laughs> in the world. That's a great fact. It's such a good fact. I don't quite know how we know this because we know that there there have been around 30,000 species described by nematodologists Mm. or whatever, Um, but the number of nematode species we think is probably about a million or more. And they they cover every kind of niche, right? So they are found right in the sediments of sandy beaches, into deep-sea trenches, they could be parasites, like my experience in the country. They can hang out on their own. Uh, and just by the by, there is a seven-centimetre parasitic nematode that lives in the human eyeball. Ah. You're welcome, New Zealand. Uh, <laughs> and that's because... I thought I could hear a munching. <laughs> that's because uh, they're aquatic creatures, so they, they move through fluids, right? So, so they're not... What the kind of fluid is neither here nor there. Mm. So some live free living in streams, others live down the ocean floor, and others, such as the giant nematode or Placentonema gigantissima, um, is lives inside the placenta 
of sperm whales. Uh, yeah, yeah. And just before we get to the sperm whale uh, nematode, there's this fantastic quote um, from a man called Nathan Cobb from over 100 years ago, 1915, who was known as the father of American nematology. How's that for a legacy? Yeah, that's great. Um, who said, if all the matter in the universe except the nematodes were swept away, our world would still be dimly recognisable. We should find its mountains, hills, vales, rivers, lakes, and oceans represented by a film of nematodes. The location of towns would be decipherable since for every massing of human beings there would be a corresponding massing of certain mm. nematodes, trees. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we have here in New Zealand, uh, we know that there are 631 named species of nematode, but let's just get to the good bit. Gosh. So... Uh, nematodes are a tube within a tube, right? So it's a worm. Just think of worms. They're a worm. Um, and most nematodes, including this one, are transparent. Are you ready, New Zealand? Most nematodes we are familiar with as being quite small. The uh, the giant nematode, the name is a little bit of a giveaway, uh, can be 8.4 centimetres, uh, sorry, 8.4 metres long. Mm. Uh, the females can. Males a little bit less than half that, three point seven five. But so so just to give you a sense of eight point four meters yeah. long, that's just a little bit shorter than like a Cessna one eight five. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Are you still loving this, or are you a wee bit vomiting? Well, help me picture it. That's how long it is, but how wide is it? It is two point five centimeters uh, wide. Yeah. Um, and it has a body volume of one hundred and seventy four liters, so like an oil drum. <laughs> That's. I've no, I don't think you've ever given me the volume of a critter before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it has. It's not even the world's longest worm. So uh, the world's longest worm uh, is a British bootlace worm, which grows to fifty-five meters long. And just by the by, has a very highly toxic mucus. So Gosh. let's move away from that one. Okay. Uh, the giant nematode uh, lives in the placenta of female sperm whales, but it can also parasitize the uterus, the mammaries, and the subcutaneous tissue. I mean, I'm always fascinated by this, right? Like, what kind of scientist discovered this? So in one study, <laughs> 20 out of 23 pregnant sperm whales were found to be infected with a giant nematode. Let's just move on from how that data came to bear. Um, All right, guys, and- line up. <laughs> this is a bit uncomfortable, but it won't take long. Yeah. I suspect mm. it's even worse than that. So moving right along, um, we think that um, nematode, this, this nematode probably moves between whales when the female gives birth, obviously, because then she will also expel the placenta mm. uh, and then they can find a new home, which is, you know, the, the rule of thumb for a nematode is you're constantly trying to um, create more nematodes and find more habitat for your nematode offspring to Yeah, and presumably move. you get pretty good at it as well. I mean, that would, that would be the one thing that you were good at. You think to yourself, yeah, how is, think to yourself, how is that placenta-laden worm ever going to find a new host? But it would know how to do it, wouldn't it? It would have They're developed its technique over millions of years. I feel a bit ripped yeah. off, Nicola, because you haven't sent me a photo of this nematode. Uh, no, but there is a photo of... of a whale. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know what but, a whale looks I... like. I've done some additional research, and there is a, a photo on Wikipedia of a, a nematode inside, um, inside a placenta, but it of a sperm whale. But it it looks to me like oh, what was his name? You know, the splatter artist. 
uh, in the Jackson 1960s. Pollock. It's a Jackson Pollock in black and white is yeah. what it looks like to mm-hmm. me. Um, and interestingly, for, for a thing that is just a really long tube, um, they have really – a nematode is quite complicated in terms of its feeding system. So parasitic nematodes like this one feed via the hypodermic needle method. So they puncture the cell membrane and then drink the cell contents mm. like juice from a juice carton. <laughs> Hope we're still not eating. Yeah. Nicola. Uh, Nicola. Yes. How would you rate the attractiveness of the giant nematode of a scale of one to ten? I know it doesn't seem like it, but we've reached the end of our conversation on this one. I'm sure everyone is very grateful for that. <laughs> uh, the I can't. I'm not even going to pretend. It's a one. How can it be anything? It's big, so it can have one point, and it's disgusting on all fronts. Yeah, it comes with beautiful packaging. If you'd like to have a look at the whale and her uh, calf on our website, rnz.co.nz slash jessie. But, yeah, not the most charismatic critter you've ever introduced to us, Nicola. (laughs) And, therefore, one of the best. You're welcome. (laughs) Have a great weekend. You've had a huge few weeks. Hope you get to rest this weekend. Thanks, Jesse. It's same to you. The giant nematode, Placentinema gigantissima, our critter of the week. Time for Wallace Chapman and the panel.